he actually proposed to me on our first date. What? To be funny. Like, he's the total jokester. Anybody that knows him knows that he's crazy. Did it freak um, you out, though? Even though you knew it was kind of a joke, were you like, okay, I, this guy's like, real? You're such a weirdo. What is up, everybody? This is Married to the Game, and I'm your host, Maria Martin, in case you forgot, because, you know, I know it's been a minute, okay? I've missed you guys as much as you may or may not have missed the podcast. I don't know how many people actually listen, but I am here. I'm back, and we are full steam ahead. Took a little bit of a hiatus. I had to get through the the nuptials, the wedding. You know, we had planned it four times. Everybody knows the COVID story that I've talked about, but now I am officially legally married to the game. We did it. Uh, it was under 25 people and it was totally different than our original plan, but it was fantastic. It was such a nice break too. Um, and I'm also really glad to just not be wedding planning anymore for the first time in two years. That's probably the nicest thing other than, you know, finally being married. I'm just so stoked that I don't have to hear how's wedding planning going anymore. I'm just very excited, but cheers to that. Really excited. But I'm also more excited about the guests that I have coming on, especially my first one that I have lined up because I've sat on this podcast episode for quite some time. We recorded a couple months ago and I didn't want to release it and then have some large gap between when I was getting married and then when we were picking up the show again. So I'm going to line her up as the first one because she deserves that. It is Kiara Anderson Douglas. She is married to former Falcons wide receiver Harry Douglas, which I'm sure you've seen him on ESPN, some of the national networks. He does a lot of stuff on TV now um, and he's great at it, does such a great job. But she's also really good on TV because Kira, she's a lot of things, right? She started as a Falcons cheerleader. That's how they met. But she has her own business. She's an entrepreneur. And she also was one of the star couples, well, her and Harry both, on WAG's ATL on E. The show doesn't happen anymore, but it was such a great show. And they were so much fun on the show. So I know a lot of people will recognize Kira, which is great. uh, But she was really fun to get to know. Down to earth. She gave such an interesting perspective because I'm pretty sure she's my first NFL wife on the show, which is good stuff. She brings the heat too. I mean, she drops the gossip and tells you what it was really like to be dating a rookie in the NFL. It's interesting. So buckle up, take a listen. This is Kiara Anderson Douglas. Kiara, I am so excited to have you on the podcast for a lot of different reasons. Um, One thing you don't know about me is my fiance coaches football, so I am in this world too. And so it's good to connect with other women who know the craziness of what it's like to be involved with professional athletes or in my case, coaches. Yes, absolutely. You hit it right on the head when you said craziness, because that's exactly what it is. Uh, And we're going to dive all into that because I love the athlete wife perspective. Even though Harry doesn't play anymore, you were around whenever he was playing. We'll get to that. Uh, Let's start off. How you guys met? Wow. This is the story that everybody always wants to hear. Of course. Um, Kind of funny. Um, I actually met Harry through my god brother who played football at the University of Louisville with him. So that's like the the story. That's not the story though. The story is. Is that the story you go with? Yeah, typically I'm keeping it like short and cute and simple. Like, yeah, yes. like, oh my god, brother played football with him at the University of Louisville, and I just kind of keep it moving. But <laughs> love it. The real story is, um, we actually met at an Atlanta Falcons event. At the time, I was a cheerleader for the uh, Falcons in my first season, and he was, you know, a rookie um, in his first season. And we went to like this huge fan event. I think it was at like ESPN Zone or something. They don't even have that anymore, but. 
it was like a televised event and the audience is able to like interact with the players and ask them questions. And so the cheerleaders kind of serve as like the liaison. We would like go around with the microphone and ask the, help them ask the questions to the players. And so of course, um, I got picked with somebody that was asking Harry a question. Of course. And it had to do with him playing football at the University of Louisville. And so of course, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about him. It was both of our first rookie seasons. Um, so when I heard University of Louisville, I'm like, oh my God, that's where my godbrother played football or whatever. So right after the event, um, he came up to me and um, I was like, oh, you played with my godbrother, Rashad Roberts. He was like, what, that's your godbrother? I said, yes. He was like, oh my goodness, what a small world, blah, blah, blah. Casual conversation. Yeah. We kept it real simple because of course, uh, fraternization with players was strictly forbidden. Um, I was gonna ask you about that. We'll get into that, but go ahead. So yeah, I kind of tried to keep it cute and short and sweet um really didn't think much of it to be honest but literally i think i left the event and maybe five minutes after i was in my car driving home I, my phone rings and i'm like i look and I'm like oh my god it's my god brother oh my goodness <laughs> no he's already told him <laughs> i answered the phone and he's like you just met my my teammate and i'm like yeah i did okay and so what right <laughs> okay like, oh my god he's in love with you he thinks you're the most beautiful thing he's ever seen you oh know talking him up and I'm like yeah yeah whatever like I'm not even going there like I'm the good girl who follows all the rules who's never yep. in trouble like it's not of worth course. my time <laughs> so anyway he just kind of kept talking up like oh he's so funny he's so sweet like I think you guys will get along well you know you don't have to date him or anything but just you know you can be cool with him in passing I'm like okay yeah whatever blah 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 so basically long story short my god brother kept talking him up like he called me I think a couple days later and was still talking about talking about talking about so finally, I decided to take a walk on the wild side and kind of, you know, I was like, okay, he seems nice. He's like, can I please just give him your number? I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So maybe like a week or two, a couple weeks later, he gave him my number and we started texting. And we actually hated each other at first. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I won't say hate, maybe that's kind of strong. I just didn't feel like, again, he was worth, you know, my time or me taking the risk of getting in trouble. He just right. wasn't tight. He wasn't my type and I wasn't really his type either. So again, it was just like a very casual like friendship because we would see each other all the time anyway. Um, but it just kind of grew from there. We actually realized our birthday was on the same day. I oh thought he was gosh. lying. That's so I, funny. I thought he was lying. He had to show me his ID. <laughs> like, no, okay, so your birthday is really on September 16th. So our what birthday- are the freaking odds? Yeah, I was like, he's like, see, the stars are aligned for us. And I'm like, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really weird that we had the same birthday, but I was like, okay, so maybe we have more in common than what I think. So I kind of gave him a chance. Again, some time went on. We went on our first date. He actually proposed to me on our first date. What? To be funny. Like he's the total jokester. Anybody that knows him knows that he's crazy. Did it freak um, you out though? Even though you knew it was kind of a joke where you like, okay, was this guy like, real? you're such a weirdo. <laughs> um, but anyway, I knew that he was going to embarrass me because we were in a restaurant. I think it was like Ruth Chris or something like that. We were in a restaurant full of people. Oh my so gosh. He's down on one knee and everybody's like, oh my God. Oh, this is like, you know, cheering him on and stuff. And I'm just like, I would have I lost my mind. Like it's my first date. Like, I don't even know this guy like this. Like, why are you guys? <gasps> So then I look like, I look like the meanie because I'm like, no, I won't marry you. And everybody's just like, oh. Wait, was everyone? It's a joke. Wait, so you had to, I guess you had to explain that because people I'm sure are like, 
oh wow like this is amazing this engagement well, it's quickly just made him get up and I think everybody <laughs> around just kind of like okay well maybe she's not saying yes I went about their dinner but I had I definitely explained it to the waiter because he was thinking it was like oh do I need to bring out some champagne are we celebrating and I'm like no no this is our first date so yes. just letting you know not at all that's funny because you know I feel like you probably you're saying you wasn't your type um athletes you know sometimes they get the stigma like their players you know not talking about their players on the field but their players and and all this and that did you ever think that whenever you started dating him were you kind of skeptical in that way oh absolutely that was my main like red light that went off that was like okay no this yeah. is not this is not the route that i want to go um yeah. i mean i just heard so many bad things about athletes and their lifestyle and things that they're into and again yeah like you said about them being players and not being faithful and being all over and having like wild parties and being crazy and i just i just didn't think that that was for me so i automatically was like no like you're not my type in addition to like i didn't like the way he dressed <laughs> and again, of what, course, what did he wear that you didn't like? Well, to our first date, the one <laughs> I was talking about where he proposed, he had on like basketball shorts with a long, tall tee. I don't know, they used no, to call it a white tee, like a long white tee. You know, the long ones that almost go like, I don't know, they're like mid thigh, almost above your knee. Really like, and then he had on flip flops and socks at the no. room on our first date. Yeah. He just really, I don't know. He was just really, I will say he's always kind of done his own thing and never cared what anybody had to say. So I really, I actually, ended up, I ended up liking that, but at first yeah. it's like, you're like, what are you doing? We're going to dinner. Pretty, like weird and just things that just, I just flagged me as, okay, this is not my type. But turn it to something you really liked. Obviously. Yeah, there was definitely some stigma there. Like even with my family, um, and when they first met him and all of that, it was just like, okay, so you're a football player. But yeah, it turned out with a happy ending, so. Yeah, and now you guys are married, have a beautiful family, which we'll talk all about. But um, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the thing with your family, because I think that that's also really important is, you know, also as a girl, you have your family, they've got your back, they're always going to be protective of you. And when they hear NFL wide receiver is coming to take my daughter out or my sister out, they were probably like, okay, wait a second. What does this mean? Right? Absolutely. I think actually the first time he came, maybe like the first or second time he came over, um, like my mom took him to my basement and was like, hey, <laughs> like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my family is like really, I don't know. I'm very, very family oriented. So it's, okay. it was, and he is too, to be perfectly honest. That's another reason why we ended up getting along so well, but we're very family oriented. So it was very important that our families like liked the other person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. So that was like a big thing. Like him talking to my mom and my dad, my grandma's everything. Like, and my, like my grandfather was a pastor. My uncle's a pastor. Like we're very like deep Southern traditional. Um, so yeah, that was just, and he's wild and crazy. So I was really afraid, um, as to what he was going to say in that conversation, but apparently it went well. I think he was just honest, like, Hey, I just really like your daughter and I love to date her and see where this goes. So did you ever ask him what he said or did you ask your mom? He wasn't going to tell me. They didn't tell me. My mom just said he passed the test. Like it's, he's okay. He's okay. We never now. need to know <laughs> for, for now. now, but it worked out because you know, here you guys are obviously. Um, 
going back to what you said about you were a cheerleader for the Falcons, which is awesome. Um, I'm sure you enjoyed your time as a cheerleader too. Um, you said that, you know, you couldn't fraternize with the players. How'd you make that transition? Like, how did that work out? Well, I mean, I had to break the rules a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is, I can't say was my finest hour. Um, well, you know, in your defense, I will say, because people always say to us too, that are sports reporters or anchors, people, you know, give us crap if we end up with an athlete or with a coach or what have you, but there are similar interests there. I mean, you were interested in football. That was part of what you were doing too. You guys met in that space. I mean, what? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't I, think I anything say, of it. It was definitely tough. Um, I'm sure you know, just trying to hide it and yep. just for me knowing, you know, Hey, is this worthwhile? You know, am I doing the right thing? Sure. Just trying to think that through. And then of course, trying to keep it a secret from everybody. I mean, there were a couple people, you know, our families of course knew, um, like yeah. his family would wave to me in the stands during the game <laughs> and I would just get my pop on and be like, like right to everyone in that section. <laughs> um, so yeah, people knew, but we, to be honest, at when I decided to uh, retire from NFL, I actually ended up switching over to NBA um, was when we started to get kind of serious. And it was like, look, like, I don't want to break the rules. I don't want to have to hide. Like, I'm just going to switch over. So I ended up doing NBA. Um, awesome. But when I, I went and told my coaches before, um, like right after I made the other team, I waited till I, I made the other team. Of course. And I, cause my sister was also on the team. That was another thing. I didn't want to put a bad taste in people's mouth. You know, it's well, yeah. going to try to do what her sister did or, you know, just mess up our reputation, our family reputation. So I actually had a good relationship with my coaches at the time. So I pulled them to the side and was like, Hey, I just want you to know I'm dating Harry Douglas, you know, I, you, you know, so they, they, I gave them the whole spill. I told them everything. And they actually were not upset. Like, like they said, you know, you definitely carried yourself with class. We would have never known. Like, you know, we hear stories about some of the, you know, cheerleaders in the past that have done things and it gets out and they're doing things they have no business doing. And it's just really ugly. But the fact that you were able, you were so discreet and you were able to keep it, you know, hidden just really speaks a lot about you. And they were just like, and if it was anybody, I'm happy that it was you and Harry because you guys are both great people and, you know, we're so happy for you. So I, that, I was really surprised and that, you know, made me happy. Like, yes, okay. <laughs> so I just felt really relieved. Like I had gotten so much off my chest, just, you know, putting it out there and yeah. being able to live out in the open. You were probably so nervous just to even tell them. So for them to be like, yeah, you know what? This isn't that big of a deal. You were probably like, oh my God. At that point, I wasn't on the team anymore. So I felt like they could, they could say that. You know, if I had told them while I was on the team, I think I would have gotten maybe a little bit different reaction. You're probably Um, right, for sure. But but yeah, I waited till after, you know, I had switched and was like, look, I just want you guys to know. But yeah, they came to my wedding and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So were there ever, I mean, did you ever hear of other cheerleaders while you were dating Harry? I mean, not that anybody really, but your sister knew, I'm sure maybe some of your best friends on the team or on the squad did. Um, But did you ever hear while you were there, other cheerleaders getting with players? Like, was that ever a thing? Um, I've definitely heard stories. I will say there was nobody on the team that cheered with me that I think um we didn't really have a lot of those issues I had we just had a really good group of girls um but I definitely heard stories of people in past teams like right before I came or maybe you know I was younger on the team and I didn't know but I think it's it definitely wasn't something that never happened you know like it was definitely something that had happened in the past and you know they had made 
you know, rules to kind of help, help things go smoothly. So I understood why the rule was there. And, you know, that was one of the reasons why I was like, dang, oh my God, I'm breaking the rules. Yeah. But you know what? It worked out because you guys got married and you made the switch to MBA, which I, I think was probably pretty fun too, right? Yes. I loved MBA. Love, love, loved. Yeah. Because too, like, so I grew up dancing too. We have oh, a lot wow. in common. I did. So I went to, I went to art school for seven years for dance and I used to want to be a Knicks dancer so badly. They're the best. I mean, they're amazing because what I like about MBA, not to, you know, go off the rails, but what I like about MBA, and you can probably say the same thing is that you probably dance, dance a little bit more than you would have, you know, with the Falcons. It was definitely like a faster pace. I like that. Just, I'm more of a, don't tell, well, my husband already knows. I'm more of a basketball <laughs> fan than a football fan anyway, just with sports in general. Like the basketball games are just more fun to me to watch. It's a faster pace. I don't know. I just, I just like it. That's so, your thing. Yeah. So I really, you know, just enjoyed that part. And then, yeah, we definitely had a lot more opportunities to dance. Did he ever come to the games? Did yeah. he ever get a chance to? He, he did. did. He get like front row seats and sit in the very front. And like be in front of me while I'm dancing. Of course. Uh, really nerve-wracking, but yes. I mean, he proposed on the first night, so I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that he was like in your face, just in the front row. That's awesome. So now that we're talking about the proposal, the actual proposal, now that I know a little bit what Harry is like, how did that happen? How did that go down? How did he for real do it? The actual proposal was a big surprise. So he wasn't like as out in the open as the pretend uh, <laughs> proposal, but he actually planned it with my family. Um, I didn't know, like we had talked about, you know, taking things to the next level and getting engaged soon, but I didn't know if soon meant like next year or, you know, two years or yeah. next, next month. So I didn't really know, no, I just felt, I just felt like a hunch. I could just tell that it was coming. So we actually took a trip to Paris like maybe a couple weeks or a month before. And that's when I thought he was going to do it. But it was kind of like a setup, like, oh, yeah, you think I'm going to do it in Paris? Because I was like, that would have been so perfect. Oh, so my perfect. gosh. So he didn't do it in Paris. So um, then you're like, okay, this is, yeah. this so is wild. Was, this is wild because we went to Paris right after we got engaged. But oh, continue. Really? Yes. Well, I kept thinking like, okay, is, is this not going to happen? Like, I don't understand. Like, I was actually getting a little irritated. Like, <laughs> You're like um, literally like setting things up where I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And then it didn't. That but it was all part of it. Like, too, because you were probably thinking, okay, like now we're at this dinner. Oh, yes. that sucks. So I, I realized though that was all kind of part of his plan to like psych me out. So I'd be thinking it was in what was really something else. So when we got back, maybe a, like a week or two, a couple of weeks, I don't know, later, he had gotten with all of my family and friends and planned this big surprise. Oh. So he told me we were going to like this big meeting. I don't know if it was like an endorsement deal or something. He was just like, well, yeah, it's dinner. And they said, I could bring you. We're just going to be talking some business stuff and they're going to get to know me, blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was like this important dinner. He told me, make sure you look nice. I want to make a good first impression, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, okay. So we go to the restaurant and there's a private room. And he opens the doors and all of my friends and family, Aww. his family are there. There's like candles everywhere and roses and music playing. And then he does it. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I was really surprised. So, oh, that's really so sweet. Sweet. Yeah, it was, and I, he knows how much like our families mean. 
So I thought, I understood like why he didn't do it in pairs. Like he wanted everybody to witness it and be there. So I was like, okay, you get a pass for not doing it in pairs. I love that. Gosh, that's so funny because we had, we had a trip planned to Paris and I straight up told him, I was like, please don't do it there because I'm going to anticipate it and I'm going to know that it's going to happen. And so then I thought, okay, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. I thought it was going to be forever, but he did it right before. So then we celebrated in Paris. So that is so wild. That is literally so wild. Um, I just, I think it's so funny because like you said, once you, you have these preconceived notions of what your life is going to be like with an athlete and then you get in it and it's different. Obviously you're telling me Harry is sweet. He's amazing. He's funny. He's all these things. But before you got into it, what did you kind of think your life might look like? To be honest, I, I didn't really know. I just knew, you know, you see these things like lifestyles with the rich and famous, you know, you just kind of had that image. Yeah. I mean, we definitely were blessed to have nice things and do things and exposed to a lot, but it was just different. I don't know. I guess it's just different once you step into those shoes, but I definitely did think that I was going to have to deal with all of the craziness, which there was, there definitely was some craziness in the beginning when we first started dating. Like we went okay, like what? There was a lot of crazy. I mean, my husband, let's put it this way. My husband is not <laughs> the man that he is today or the man that I when I first met him. Okay. Tell you himself. He was definitely wild and crazy. And he was a ladies man when I first met him. So some of my intuition was right when I first met him. Like, yep, he, it was. I mean, but he was a single bachelor, you know, first year on the team. I don't, I mean, I can't say that I blame him. I, you know, and I knew. Sure. I, that's another reason why I think I never took him serious. Like it took yeah. a long time to kind of get to a serious place. So you had um, known about everything that he was doing and you were like, okay, let's I, would, I, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say that I knew at the time. Like okay. I figured out as we were going and later, later down the line, like, hmm, oh, so that's what you were doing. Um, you know, like as we got more serious and more like our friendship built, he was able to be more open and honest. Well, yeah, you know, back in the day I used to, oh, okay, now I know. Yep. At least you didn't know then maybe because then no, maybe you might yeah. be more deterred, I guess. I don't, yeah, we probably wouldn't be married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm a no nonsense type of girl. So, I like it. Love it. Uh, I don't know if we would have made it this far. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely some wild experiences, just like parties and traveling and different things, being around his teammates and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, when they all get together, they're crazy. Um, but other than that, that part, some of that was realistic. You know, I did experience a little bit of that, but not as, you know, not as much as people made it out to be. Right. I mean, you hear all of these stories and I think that people don't really understand that, you know, this stuff does go on, but there's also really good people too. And there's also people that do find a time to settle down. I mean, you know, guys don't mature until they're like, I don't know, 40. <laughs> it, it takes a long time. So after you guys had those conversations, were you like, okay, thank goodness you're the person that you are now? I was a little bit. I was just a little relieved. I mean, in the back of my head, I, you know how you just have that intuition, you just know. Yeah. I knew starting out that he was on some other stuff. Like, I knew. Why <laughs> I never, you know, I was like, I don't even want to know. Like, we just, we're not there, so it's okay. Like, we're just friends at this point. I don't yeah. even like it's probably better that I don't know because it's going to be a turnoff for me so were you guys just like texting as friends like how was that even working yeah like we weren't we definitely weren't like dating or serious when we right. first you know exchanged numbers it took a while like I said even after the first date we weren't really feeling each other so it wasn't 
it took maybe, I would say at least a year before we really, you know, we're feeling each other and like starting to more so like date. That's a long time. Right. Right. Before casual. Like I would see him at the games or yeah. at, we both did a lot of like community service events with the Falcons. So I would see him around and then, you know, every now and then he would text, Hey, how are you doing? Or, you know, that sort of thing. Just casual conversation. Basically you made him work for it. Yeah. It took, it took, it took a good minute for us to kind of get on one accord and really like move to like dating. Which is a good thing though. Yeah. I think you guys were friends first. Yeah. We weren't friends at first, actually. We didn't like each other. But yes, we grew to be friends first. What was it that made you guys not like each other so much? You were just like... We just didn't... That's so funny. Like, click. Do you ever joke about that now? Because yeah, yeah, we do. How long have you been married? Um, We're going on eight years in July. Oh my gosh, and you guys didn't like each other. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) That's so funny. So when was the moment where you were like, Okay, Harry, maybe. Um, well, to be honest, I will say this is funny to me. He always says I'm lying, but <laughs> even like when I agreed to go on the first date with him, like I honestly didn't realize that he was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, when we went on the first date and he sat down and he, you know, he cracked a joke and smiled, I was like, oh my God, he's really cute. <laughs> like okay this is gonna be harder than I thought because initially I was just like okay I'm just gonna go out on one date with him just to kind of shut him up and you know tell my god brother you know yeah I gave him a chance okay so I didn't I was like oh because I you know this will be easy I'll just go on a date and then kind of you know just push him to the side I don't want to get in trouble but then I was like oh he's cute like this may be harder than I thought to keep him at bay oh my gosh so yeah I I will say just getting to know him and realizing, you know, that we had a lot of the same values and seeing that he really had a big heart and was kind of sweet on the inside because on the outside, he was really like kind of mean and rude. <laughs> oh that was probably one of the things that I didn't like. He was really like rude. He was, he has a really smart mouth, can be very rude. <laughs> so I had to kind of get used to that. But he was also what, how old when you guys met? Um, let's see. He's 30. Is he 35 now? No, 36 now. <laughs> One of the two. He's maybe like 24, 25. Yeah, same. I mean, that explains a lot. Yeah, he was young. Like I said, that's why I was like half of the stuff that I heard after the fact that he was, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, you're already like pretty much prepared because A, rookie in the NFL, we all know how that goes. B, you know, he's 24 years old and now he's in the league for the first time. It's just all of these things, the stars align and guys do crazy things. I mean, what can you say? Absolutely. Enjoy your Sonic. Chili, cheese, they both have a cha and a cha, <laughs> almost like a cha-cha. So you got okay. the chili and the cheese, the fried onion strings, and now you're moving. You're feeling good. You're smiling a little bit. Yeah. The new Twisted Texan Cheeseburger and Footlong Coney. Made with crunchy fried onion strings, flavorful chili, and perfectly melted delicious cheese. Cheese between a cheeseburger and a Footlong Coney. It's twisted, y'all. Try one half price in the app. Only online or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra, limit one. Not good with other offers. And participating Sonic drive-ins for a limited time. So let's talk about the show because that's obviously everybody who knows you, they know that you've been on the show. Um, WAGS, for people that don't know what it is, is wives and girlfriends of athletes or sports stars. Um, 
and the show, let's see, there was Atlanta, what else? Atlanta, Miami, and LA. Okay, okay. I'm from South Florida. I remember the, I remember the Miami one now. Um, and you were on the show. How did you get approached to do the show? Like, how did this all work? That's a long story, too. Um, <laughs> Girl, I got time. What's funny is that I never envisioned or imagined myself, like, as a reality star or somebody on TV. Like, that yeah. just, even just the thought of that sounded weird to me. <laughs> um, but we actually were working on our own projects before WAG. So, and that came about actually from Hard Knocks. Um, oh, cool. The HBO, like, football special. They used to, I don't even know if they still do they that. They do, yeah. They do. Um, the Atlanta Falcons were featured one year, and Harry was on the team. We had just gotten married, I think, maybe the year before. Um, and Harry was one of the players that they highlighted and they featured. So they kind of came here. They filmed us, like, at home, interacting. I think I was getting ready to go do uh, Mrs. International. I'm a pageant girl, former pageant girl. I was awesome. like, Mrs. Georgia that season. Um so he was like pack, helping me pack to do that. And I was in the kitchen frying, trying to fry fried chicken. And, you know, we were just bantering back and forth and people were like, oh my God, like they're funny. And I was like, we are not funny. Like <laughs> we're just normal. Like, like even that was like weird to me. Like, you think that we're funny? We're entertaining? Like you want to watch <laughs> us? Like that's weird. Um, so Hard Knocks was like our first little like teaser at, you know, being on television and people actually kind of knowing who you are and following you. Well, for me anyway, people knew yeah. history, but, um, so that was that experience. And from that experience was actually somebody who worked at a, um, production company at a TV company, saw us on there and approached us about our own show was like, Hey, you guys are really entertaining. Like, have you ever thought about doing your own show or being on TV? And uh, we're like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so it took us a while to kind of warm up to that notion. Like, I think it may like, maybe like even a year passed and they were still kind of like approaching us. Wow. Um, so we finally was like, you know what? Okay, sure. We'll give it a try. So we, um, they flew us to LA. We met with like a whole bunch of different networks, like BET, um, VH1, um, the own network, Bravo, like that was an amazing experience just being able to like sit in the offices with the CEOs and the people making decisions kind of like, Hey, this is us. Do you like That's it? Awesome. Um, so actually E who is the network that does WAGs, um, yeah. our pilot. So, um, we'll selected us to do a pilot. So we did a pilot for E, um, they loved it. It just didn't really work out um so that was our first taste and then after that I started getting approached by like literally I don't know it was like somebody wrote my phone number on a bathroom wall <laughs> like call her if you want somebody to be on tv I don't know it was really weird like housewives like real housewives of Atlanta approached me wow I even did like some test shooting for them um another show approached me and then wags approached me and so when they came by that time I was used to like okay maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe, you know, maybe I can do this. And I remember my mom telling me like, and I'm, cause I was like, so doubtful. Like, I just don't think this is for me. Like, and she was just like, cause we're really kind of like deep in our faith. She was just like, look, like if God keeps presenting you with these opportunities, like you've got to take it. Like this could be the door to something bigger, you know, Absolutely. it's giving you the platform to do, you can do so much other things with your platform. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. So wax came I wasn't really familiar at the time with the franchise. There was only L LA, there was the Los Angeles one and they were working on Miami. Um, so I watched it, I was like, ah. 
it seems a little, you know, like I kind of felt like they were you know, stereotypes on, yep. on us. So I was just like, I don't know if I really want to do this, but they were like, no, Atlanta's going to be uh, different. We want to try a different perspective, something positive, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, they talked me into it and I just said, okay, sure. I'm going to try it. So I did it. It was definitely a learning experience. It was a good experience. So I'm happy I did it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot, a whole lot. Did you, did you know the girls prior to the show? I knew some of the girls prior to the show. Um, so I will say, I think because I can't, I kind of had a heads up on everybody else. Um, yeah. because I already had a relationship with E and they really liked me. So they kind of was like, who do you know? Like, who are you friends with in this community? Like, who can you bring on? So I ended up bringing on my sister. That's I ended awesome. Up bringing on I ended up bringing on my sister's friend who I, um, who also was a cheerleader, um, who was like a pageant friend as well. And then my girlfriend, Kaylin Requay was also in the dibs. So because we knew each other from uh, cheerleading, she was a Hawks dancer as well. She got on, um, there was another girl that I was, that was my friend that I was trying to get on, but she ended up deciding to do something else. So yeah, there were a couple of the girls that I knew and then a couple of the other girls I was able to kind of get to know during the filming process. Which is good because it probably made you a little bit more comfortable, right? Absolutely, yeah. I definitely, going into it, like I was like, okay, these are my girls. Like, you know, they can't make us do anything we don't want to do. You know, yeah. we're just gonna be us. And so what did, was Harry like all into this? He was like, all right, let's do this show. Cause it was more about you guys, right? Yeah, Harry definitely was not, <laughs> was not into it. Um, what was funny and really like challenging actually was that he was in Tennessee. He was film. He was at that time part of the Titans and he was like, you know, in training camp practicing, you know, then the season started. So he's there most of the time in Nashville. Um, so that was really challenging, but I will say he was very supportive. Um, he wasn't like gung ho, like, yeah, let's go film. Let's do it. But he was like, okay, if you want to do this, then I'm going to be supportive and you just let me know what you need. So there were days where we would kind of like schedule like, Hey, they want you to film. Can you do this? And he would kind of work it out and let me know what days he was available. Cause I'm sure they anticipated him being with the Falcons whenever it was going to be the Atlanta wag season. Um, right? I want to say, I believe that we were already on the, uh, we, he was already on the Titans when they cast it. Okay. Us. So they knew. They knew, yeah. We, but we were former Falcons, and our we our house is here in Atlanta. So you've always had the house there. in Atlanta. Yeah, born and raised both from Atlanta. So we were Atlanta was always going to be our home base, which is awesome because you got to play for the Falcons. Um, so you said the show was a learning experience. Why? How? Um, like I was saying before, I think I went into it just a little naive. Like I had had those other experiences, but those other experiences, like our pilot was our pilot. You know, like there was some level of control and input. Um, whereas with your, with the entire cast and you know, it's not, it's not your show. You have no input, you have no say so. Um, you're pretty much at their mercy um, to, you know, whatever, you know, the production does in editing or post, like it is what it is. You have no control over that. So from my perspective, like I was saying before, I was like, okay, these are my girls. We're just going to be us. We're going to do us. We're going to be real. And, um, I quickly found out that with storylines and editing that can easily change. Um, so again, 
I think what we started out, they were like, we're going to make it positive. Then we're like, okay, no, let's spice this up. Like, let's, you know, like, let, let's turn it up a notch. So there was a lot of like behind the scenes of like them inputting stuff and yep. throwing bones to people and just with editing and certain scenarios that were, you know, so I kind of had to like learn to just like adjust my mind. By the end of it, I had was kind of like, okay, at this point, this is reality TV. This is yes. actual real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I, you know, a lot of people don't know that, but it was hard for me because I take a lot of pride just in my reputation and, you know, who I am. And I didn't want to portray somebody that I wasn't. Sure. I just remember like literally like getting into it with like producers, like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, (laughs) no, I'm not not saying that. Like I I stood very firm, you know, some of it, some of it, it's like, you know, for people that don't know me, sure, I can come off as bougie or the cheerleader. <laughs> cool. Like, those are very surface level stereotypes. Yep. Like, whatever. Who cares? Yes. Who cares? Um, I, you know, people that know me know that's not really me. So, whatever. But there were deeper, like, things where they would, like, try to paint me in a certain light. And I'd be like, no, okay, well, that, like, I'm not. I'm, yeah. You know, it's really kind of, like, draw the line. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Were you ever um, super so- nervous when an, epi- when an episode came out? Were you ever like, okay, I don't really know how this is gonna go well luckily I will say they for the most part they I saw a good bit of the episodes before they aired so watching them was still nerve-wracking though because you know you're looking at people's rea- other people's reaction to it like people are tweeting oh yeah people are going on my Instagram commenting you know like so it was still a little nerve-wracking but at least I was kind of able to like brace myself like okay well I saw that this happens in the episode let me just mentally prepare myself for what's to follow <laughs> Um, and to be honest, it turned out, it didn't turn out as bad as I thought with editing because literally midway through the season, we got word that they were going to cancel the franchise. Oh boy. So it was kind of like, okay, well, let's forget trying to spice this up at this point. Let's just, let's just make it positive. I mean, it is what it is. We're most likely not going to get a second episode. So, I mean, a second season, so let's just, you know, so in, in post and editing, we went back and shot a, a couple, not even a couple, I think we shot for an extra like two or three months on the wow. end, on the back end to kind of revamp it a little bit. Um, so they were able to make it mostly positive, which I was really able to appreciate because yeah. some of the scenes that we shot were really like not good. <laughs> like there were some that I was like, I'm so happy that did not make it on air. Like, Oh I'm, my gosh. Yeah. Like what? Were, I don't know. There was just, oh, there was one scene where there was like a big fight that almost broke out. I won't say who it was, but it That's was fine. between, it was between one of the uh, males as in somebody's significant other. Yeah. One of the girls on the cast. Oh my God. And also like the, there were other, two other girls. It was just a lot that transpired. A lot going on. And it was actually at an event that I planned for my husband. Like it was like a send off party for him to go to training camp or something like at a bowling alley. And it just really went left and downhill. And so my husband was like, see, 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 why? And I was like, yep, thank God they're not airing it. You oh my know, gosh, so they just decided not they, to air it. We, well, again, they decided to go back and make it positive, which oh I'm gosh. so thankful because there were a lot of positive moments and things on there that I felt like would have been overshadowed if they showed all the real drama. Whew. Um, so yeah, we were just thankful because we didn't want it to be like, we weren't necessarily involved in that, but we didn't want it to be a bad reflection upon us. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy that in the end, you know, 
because editing was real scary for me. I'll just say like, it was real, like literally to the point where when they did it in post, there yeah. was still really, you know, editing that I did not like at all. But I was like, because they spinned it and made it mostly positive, I'm okay with it. Like I'll let it slide. But like literally they were editing words in my mouth. Oh. Like, no, like I will have said a comment about somebody or something in another scene and they would take it and like put it over another scene to make oh it seem like I was talking about something else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it got to be like really, um, the editing got to be crazy near the end. But again, because it was positive overall, like it really showed the girls coming together at the end and us being able to get along. Like, I'm like, okay, this is fine. I'll take this any day over like love and hip hop or some crazy things. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, also, I mean, I'm sure you were probably a little bit nervous because it is your personal life that you're putting out there. Yeah. And I'm really private. So I honestly was just proud of myself for even, like I said, I never would have imagined. Like, I think before, before the show aired, I literally had maybe 500 followers on Instagram. Like my page was private. I wouldn't accept, if I didn't know you, I would not accept you. Um, and I, you know, Harry's a little private too. We've always just been kind of private, but you know, just having that push like into the world, like, here you go. Um, that was definitely an adjustment. Um, good. So I'm, I'm thankful for the platform and the opportunity. Okay. Two part question, because it it brings me this point where you're saying, you know, everything is now public because you put everything out there on national television, but you know, you're public anyway, whenever your boyfriend at the time, then maybe fiance, um, when he was playing football, you guys were public as well. So did you ever have any crazy moments with other girls or fans or whatever? Was it more so with the show or when Harry was playing in the NFL? Um, when he was playing, like I said, I, the first half, I felt like our, of our relationship was really low key. Yeah. Um, you know, we had to keep it a secret when we, you know, came out in public I didn't really, you know, I think I may have gotten a couple of naysayers like, oh, so you're, you were a cheerleader, you know, like somebody, like, I think like one time after the game, they were like, wait, did I not just see you on the field? I'm like, no, I don't cheer anymore, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, just little side, like, you know, more comical type stuff, just brush off your shoulder. I don't really recall like any catty, catty moments. I will say like, I felt like with the Falcons organization, they were definitely first class. And, you know, he was playing what? When did he leave the NFL? I actually think the year that Wags um, premiered, that was his last season. Which so was? In 2018, I think. So not that long ago. Yeah, 2018, I think. Do you like life more now or when he was playing? I like now that he is home more. Yeah. And you don't have to go back and forth between Atlanta and Nashville. Um, especially now that we, I have another, you know, before when he was playing, we only had one kid yeah. and my daughter. Um, but now that we have my son as well, like that would have been a lot. So I'm thankful that I feel like we have, you know, just we're more stable. Um, but I do miss, I will say, I do miss going to the games. Like I miss going and seeing him out there, you know, doing what he loves. But now, now I get to watch him, you know, in another phase of life, watching him do his media stuff is fun. So, yeah. Do you ever critique him? You've been on TV now. You know how it goes. You critique him, actually. (laughs) I do. I do. Um, I actually, like, even for, I'm always, like, trying to, like, help him. Like, for Christmas, I bought him a whole bunch of lighting. So now (laughs) 
I have some of his lighting on. I don't even know how to work the rest of it. <laughs> we almost built like a mini studio, like in our I office. love that. I, so I bought him like, um, like an HD camera for, you know, webcam and some lighting and some microphone. I like bought him a whole bunch of stuff, you know, yeah. just, you know, I'm like watching his stuff like, hey, we can really like improve the quality if we do this. Or like I'll see a clip and I'm like, hey, you need to really like push this, market this, post this on Twitter, <laughs> pop this up like this. So you guys are a good team. Yeah, I really like when you do the fun questions that like, (laughs) you know, I don't know how much he really listens to me with my input. um, But I clearly you guys have a whole studio now. But I do definitely um, give my input. But you okay, so you like that he's home a little bit more now. What do you guys like to do when you have downtime? Well, I mean, I will say that COVID gave us a whole lot of downtime. Uh, (laughs) Quarantine was probably the worst thing. Literally, since I have known Harry, this is the most that I have seen him home in the over over 10 years that I've known him. I believe that. Like, literally, when he played, you know, they had games, you know, every weekend, they'd be traveling, and then the off-season, he loves to travel, so he would be gone here and there. Yep. Like, literally, quarantine, he was home for, like, three or four months straight. Like, I have never experienced that. Um, It was definitely a change of pace. Yeah, so we, um, in his spare time, he loves to cook. That was something new that he picked up. And I love for him to cook for me. I was going to say, okay. <laughs> um, so that's something new. He calls his stuff like Chef HD. <laughs> his food is actually really good, though. So I'm thankful for that. That's something that he's been doing or we've been doing. Like, I've been eating his food and he's been cooking it. What, what's the best thing that he's made so far? Well, okay, so we like Southern food. So my family has like this recipe for candied yams. And he just actually made this last night. So he like took my family's recipe and then like made it better. So he made like candied yams and collard greens last night. And it was was good. good. Excellent. Okay, Harry. That's like, I can't cook those things. Oh, me neither. Like he cooks, the other food is not really, I'm like quick, easy, go to go meals. Like, for the, yeah. um, but he's like really like taking his time in there. But yeah, cooking, um, we love to watch movies. We, before COVID, we would go, we would have a movie date like every week to see whatever was coming out. Doesn't that make you so sad? Like, when are we going to go to the movies? We actually actually got to go to the movies for Valentine's Day. Wait, what's open? The whole theater to ourselves. We went to uh, Cinebistro. I've heard Um, they serve like real food. Like you can order like salmon and and spinach. Like they have like real food, not just like finger food, like chicken tenders. And like wine and stuff, right? Yeah. And like a full bar. I need to go. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So we did that um, full theater to ourselves. That's that so was the nice. first time I think we've gone probably like over a year. So we definitely wow. missed that. And then we love to travel, which again has been limited yeah. because of COVID. So we did yep. recently go to St. Martin. Um, How was that? Amazing. One of our favorite vacation spots. His, uh, his friend owns a house there. Perfect. So we were able to stay at his friend's house versus doing like the whole hotel thing. Yeah, that's super nice and obviously safer. So that's great. And it looked beautiful. I saw your pictures on Instagram. It looks so pretty. So let's talk about kids because you guys have two beautiful babies. You have a daughter and you have a son. Um, When did kids come into the picture? When did you guys say, okay, we're ready to be parents? Well, we both knew that we wanted kids. Um, We, you know, actually Harry before, even before we got married and right when he would have 
like all these God kids. Like he kept adopting other people's kids. <laughs> like, like I would go Christmas shopping and have like two buggies full of kids stuff. And I'm like, I don't even have kids. Like what is going on here? He, and, you know, he has nieces and nephews. So he's always loved kids. And same for me. Like I work at a dance studio. I own a dance studio with kids. So awesome. I, we love kids, but I literally had to tell him like, look, we're going to have a kid soon. Can you please stop adopting? <laughs> Don't adopt anyone else's kids. Like God, this is too much. It's so funny. Um, so we did, we did wait a year or two before we start trying because we just wanted to kind of enjoy that time. And everybody, yep. that was like the best advice anybody ever gave me. Like, just wait a little bit. Don't rush to have kids. Like that just was the be best. married. And I'm so happy that I did that because now I see what they're talking about. Like <laughs> I understand. And I'm so happy that I waited. Are the kids while. a little bit crazy? Yeah. The kids, it's crazy with our kids are crazy. <laughs> like our kids have their dad's personality. Um, <laughs> and they're really just very active and energetic and all over the place. Um, yeah, it's challenging. How old are they? Um, my son will be two in July and my daughter is four. Oh, so wow. Still in that like toddler uh, temper tantrum phase. I was going to say they're young. They're little. Uh, yeah, that can be challenging, but I heard it gets better. So my fingers are crossed that, you know, <laughs> they get older. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get better. I have, you know, believe it or not, I have a brother that him and I are 20 years apart. He's eight. Um, almost nine because I'm about to be 29. So um, yeah, it does get better. I remember when he was that age, he was a little bit crazy, my little brother, and now he's chilled out, but it took a long time. So it'll come. I sure hope so. But yeah, we waited a little bit and then I pretty much planned my first pregnancy. I got lucky. Like, Did you? Like, I was like, I am not having this baby during the season. Okay. So map it out right now. I downloaded me an app. <laughs> And I said, okay, this is when we need to try. So baby will come this date. And I didn't think it was going to work, but it did. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something that I always ask either coaches, wives or athlete wives. I've always said, I'm like, listen, when we get to the point where we want to have kids, I've got to plan it because not only with my job, but like his job too, I'm not about to be super pregnant on the sidelines during football season. And I don't want a new baby whenever, you know, he's busy and often doing his thing. And I'm sure that was your mentality too. Exactly. I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to play myself because I know my husband during the season, he is like laser beam focused. Like, yep. and I probably wouldn't have gotten any help. Um, <laughs> but luckily we had our baby in May. That's nice. So that was the off season for him. I think he may have had just like a, you know, training camp or something right after that, like a mini camp or something. But um, like literally he flew, he was in practice in Nashville and I um, went into labor with my daughter. I was like, okay, I think she's going to come. So I called him, he got on a plane and came straight to the hospital. So, Did he make it in time? Yeah, yeah. He made okay, it. Good. Woo, with good. More, actually, what I'm always getting on him was that he got there took a Benadryl and slept through most of <laughs> through most of my labor process. And they woke him up when it was like, okay, the baby's about to come down. Were you ready to just kill him? <laughs> I was at first, but I was, I thought about it. I said, you know what? He's been practicing. He flew straight here. You're he nicer than me. I wouldn't have cared. The benefit of the doubt that he's here and he's present. And the other thing is he would have gotten on my nerves. Like <laughs> he would have gotten on my nerves. So it's better actually that he was asleep because he would have been a whole lot of yapping and talking. <laughs> 
he was making jokes saying how he was going to deliver the baby and he was going to be down at the bottom saying down sit height hood oh my god so i'm happy that he was asleep. oh my gosh if i would have lost my mind if he did that uh-huh he actually he did not do that he said he was going to bring in a camera and video i said no i don't want i don't you know some people want those memories, but i just I just want you to be here and hold my hand. That's it. I don't want you to say it. Just, just hold my hand. That's I just it. want the picture of the baby once it's out. I mean, exactly. That's it. I don't want a video of what's going on down there. I don't. I don't. No. Thanks. I never really want to revisit that. I want to like never see that in my life. I just want to know that it happened. You know. Exactly. So, what about um, your son came after he was done playing, right? Your son's yeah. really little. He's a baby. Yeah, well, he's one. He's a, we call him a big boy. He's a, a <laughs> he's a toddler, so he he thinks he's a big boy. But oh my gosh! So yeah, he's, he's so cute. He's still little. So he came after Harry was done playing. Yes. So which that is, which is good. It was good. The only thing is, I do kind of wish that he was able to have that same experience as my daughter. Like to have For those. Sure. My daughter has the cutest picture, you know, holding hands with her dad on the field and him coming up and kissing her in the stands. Um, so we do kind of wish that he would have been able to have those moments. But I think everything works out in perfect timing. Like, you know, I honestly wouldn't have been able to handle two going back and forth from Nashville. Um, it would have been too much. So I think so, it worked out. So were you living here when he was with the Titans? We still had our house here. So um, I, I have a business here. So, and my mom is my business partner. So she would primarily kind of run it for me while I was in Nashville, but I would come back every so often. So like every couple of weeks I would come home, just check on the house, um, check on, you know, business and that sort of thing. And I would go back and forth. So if there was an event going on at work, like if we had a dance competition or a recital, I would come in and then I would just come in every so often. Oh, that is crazy. I mean, that is, that's a, a, a lot of moving around. B, like you're trying to work your schedule, his schedule. I feel that. I mean, it's, it's tough whenever you're working and they're working. And I think before I got into, um, you know, my personal life, I had this preconceived notion that athletes, wives and coaches, wives didn't work. And then I come to find out, honestly, most of them do. And you're a business owner. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that I will say was definitely a notion like that everyone kind of put on me like was funny because um, before we got married, I, I told you I was dancing professionally and I was a cheerleader, but um, every now and then I would do like um, like a commercial or um, like a live performance with an artist or something like that. So I had like a little agent kind of sort of and I just remember like I got married and like they stopped sending me emails and like casting stuff and they're like oh well you're married now I didn't think you wanted to work still and I was like did I say what? that <laughs> that doesn't make any sense like why would I not want to work like okay um so that was weird but definitely like people all the time would be like oh you work like you have a job or like why why are you still doing that yeah people automatically assume that and I want it yes life in my career you know there is a group of wives that don't work so I think they kind of take that smaller group and kind of put that stereotype on everybody yeah and I get it like for some people it's not necessarily plausible for them to do both I get it yeah. um I do believe in you know seasons there are different seasons in life that you go through um like there were times where maybe I didn't take certain job opportunities because of Harry's schedule you know I just you yeah. know 
and right now I'm in a season where I'm mom. Like, you know, it's not my career wise. I'm not like pushing the gas forward right now because, you know, with COVID and everything and having two little ones, it's like right now is my like downtime to kind of just re up and wait for the next season. But so I get it, you know, with players that hop around to a lot of different teams, especially like in the NBA, like I get how it would be hard to kind of have maybe certain careers. So it's understandable. I get where people kind of get that notion from, but I'm like, yeah, it's not everybody. Like some of us like really do work and have careers and businesses and do all kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, and which being a mom, I'm not a mom, but being a mom is also a full-time job. It requires a lot of work. So you throw that onto everything else you're doing. I mean, that, that's a pretty tough schedule. And I will say that I, I did not, before I had kids, I did not give moms credit. Like I was like, <laughs> I have always said like, I could never be a full-time stay-at-home mom. I just don't see how they do it. Like it's, you know, it just seems like it would be. So now that I'm, you know, not by choice, but he, <laughs> yeah. with two little ones full-time, so to speak, um, yeah. I get it. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that really, it really is a job. My last question for you is, just update me on kind of what you're doing now and and you said full-time mom for the time being because of COVID but what's on the horizon what are you working on so of course like you said my kids do take up a lot of my time yeah. um, so I still have my dance studio that I own so we are you know currently just working on restructuring that COVID definitely hit us pretty hard um in that industry but we are you know we re rebuilding um the dance studio so to speak working on that um, and then I also have another like side hustle, side business with my sister, my sister Ariel. So we have a business called S to the brand. Um, we're basically like bloggers. Um, awesome. we do a lot of like, um, vlogs together and kind of just documenting sisterhood and spreading positivity. Um, but we also have a line that we're working on. We did an athleisure line, um, two years ago before I got pregnant. Once I got pregnant, I was like, okay. <laughs> this, we're gonna have to pause for one second pause the athleisure wear for a minute <laughs> for a second I just need a moment um but yeah so we were ready to come back with a bang and then COVID hit and I was mm. just, okay well let's just we're gonna keep going and just pursue more of like the blogger type stuff for now and then we'll press the gas as things start to pick up and the world opens back up um, so yeah, we're working on a new line. It won't be totally athleisure. It'll be a mixture, have some other elements in there, but we just wanted it to be like fun and comfy and stuff that we would wear on an average normal day out. I love that. I mean, you've got so much going on and you have so many different projects. I can tell you're just, you're entrepreneurial. That's how you are. I mean, I, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. So they you say. really do. You definitely do. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, you're so down to earth and just so chill and easygoing. And so I'd love talking to you and um, getting your perspective on what it's like to be not a former, but an athlete wife. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. You know, one of the favorite things of mine that she said was that we go through different seasons in life and I think that goes for everyone not just those of us that are married to the game so to speak but I think going through seasons of life is just something that we all have to go through and uh, she gave such an interesting perspective uh, she's hilarious isn't she I love the fact that Harry proposed on their first date as a joke now they're actually married have two beautiful children and the rest is history good stuff from Kira okay my next guest Super excited about her because her and I have known each other for quite a long time, uh, mostly because of where I worked previously 
before Atlanta, everybody knows I was in Montgomery, Alabama. Even though she's not local to Atlanta, I'm starting to branch out because it's not just the Georgia wives that I want to get in touch with. There's so many incredible women that need to come on this show. And the first one that I'm branching out with, it's Christy Malzahn, Gus Malzahn's wife. You know, the former head coach of the Auburn Tigers. Now he's the head coach at UCF Central Florida down in Orlando. She's been super busy lately, so uh, we're getting to catch up, which is really fun. And I know this is an episode that a lot of people there in War Eagle country will be really excited about, but I hope people in Florida will listen too because they're such a great family. Christy is so inspirational and just really a pillar when it comes to coaches' wives. Um, she really takes it seriously and does a great job. So can't wait for you guys to listen to that episode. But as always, have a great week, and I will see you next time on Married to the Game. Thank you.